Welcome to Nat 20 Proof, hosted by Albier Productions. I'm Jesse McMillan, but you may know me as the Dungeon Master of the Kala Anor Campaign. You can watch our show live on Twitch every Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash nat20proof. Now let's roll on in. Welcome to Natural 20 Proof, the show that exists because drinks are good, friends are better, and the dice gods own our souls. So today we're starting with our very first session zero for the stream. We're going to be having Nolan and Roberto in for their character introductions here. Uh, real quick, big shout out to Sirenscape, who we are using for all of our sound files and whatnot. Y'all are awesome. I'm learning new stuff every day about how to make more interesting soundscapes for the games that we are doing here. Uh, so everything y'all are doing, keep up the good work. All right, and we're going to go ahead and roll right on in. So getting started here. Roberto, your character is walking through an icy northern mountain range here. You have spent many weeks now currently wandering, though it has felt almost like years to you. Since departing from uh, your home, um, trying to find some path forward for yourself, you have wandered through the mountains, slowly working your way to southeast around the city of Carrig and just generally looking for adventure and achievement wherever you go. In that period of time, you've encountered several wanderers who have informed you of a strange encounter they've had near a ravine slightly further south. In that ravine, they've said they've seen a strange hooded figure, and beneath their hood, they've seemed to have said something is odd about the face. Long, draping kind of appendages seem to be flowing outwards from it. And this, of course, brings to mind exactly that thing which you have has long haunted your nightmares. Mm. However, in true Goliath fashion, you have decided to confront your fears and move down to encounter this creature, learn more about it, and perhaps find some redemption for yourself and uh, for your tribe. Mm -hmm. It's taken you some time. You've traveled a couple of days this way. The icy northern climate here really barely even bothering you. You've lived your entire life in these sorts of climes, battered by icy winds, slashing frosts and hail. And as you've moved south, the climate has only gotten more pleasant to you. It's starting to feel a little balmy, to be honest. It's starting to make you itch a little bit from how easy it is moving through this kind of climate. However, the notion of what may lie ahead has kept you feeling rather sober through this quest. Hmm. Eventually, you find your way to the location described, seeing a large ravine carved into the earth itself, into the mountainside. It is sort of a sudden approach. You're simply wandering through the forest, pushing through the undergrowth, pushing past evergreen trees, until eventually you almost fall headlong into this ravine. Looking down, however, you do stop yourself in time. Looking down, you can see it's about a 50-foot drop down to a sparsely snow-covered bottom here. The chasm opens up beneath the lip of the ravine, revealing that the interior space is slightly larger and a little bit more significant than, uh, towards the bottom than it is from the aperture at the top. You fasten a rope around a nearby tree, dropping the hempen line down towards the bottom, and begin to descend into this lower area. It takes you a little bit of time, however, your powerful Goliath physique has very little trouble navigating this. And eventually, you make your way down to the bottom of this uh, cavernous floor. What do you do? 
uh, take a look around. Okay, go ahead and roll an investigation check. All right. Just a moment. Get back over here. Zoop. All right. We're looking at uh, 21. Good roll. 21. So taking a look around here, it's pretty clear to you that there has been signs of life in this area. You can see scuff marks around on the ground. What appear to be scraps of leather and cloth have been left about. Some half-eaten food scraps have also been forgotten in corners at points. Seemingly this food is dried meat of some unknown origin. A little bit unsavory looking and gnawed upon and some of the grislier bits have been tossed aside. More intriguingly, you see driven into the wall at various points moving upwards, shiny wrought iron, well, as shiny as wrought iron gets, pitons that have been driven into the stone surface up towards the lip of the cavern, though only about two or three high, perhaps spanning up to about 25 feet before the cavern begins to cave in on itself and become very overhung as it moves towards the lip above you. Hmm. Um, if I don't spot anything moving around, uh, I suppose I move along the ravine and uh, see if there's a path. Okay. So the ravine ends at one side, however the other side clearly moves down into a deeper passageway, uh, moving down in towards some unknown depths below. Caves. What could possibly go wrong? I go in. That'd be great, yeah. Alright, are you proceeding in stealth or just normally? Um, I am wearing chain, I believe. Uh, stealth would be difficult, but I may as well give it a shot. Okay. That's disadvantage on stealth, is that correct? Yep. Oh boy. Oh yeah, that's a... Uh, not good. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a six. So you attempt to press yourself against the wall, however, the rasping noise of the chain links that make up your armor against the stone quickly begin to echo down into the depths below. You're pretty sure you're not exactly moving undiscovered. Hmm. However, you continue on in this fashion, and what is your passive perception, by the way? Passive is... 13. 13, okay. As you're moving along, you eventually come out into another cavern a little bit further in. It's not very far, only perhaps 150 feet down this passageway. And you can see that there are torches lit down here at various points. They seem to be haphazardly constructed out of what appear to be lashed together bones, sinew, various rags that have been stuffed in, soaked in oil, and then lit to illuminate this chamber. There are also a wide variety of various, again, haphazardly constructed crates, bookshelves, sort of the rudimentary, rudimentary camp equipment that has been established along with what appears to be a large tent towards one side that has again been constructed out of leathers and hides that have been sort of sewn together in a hasty fashion. Mm. As you're moving along, your foot collides with a stone that you had not really been paying attention to on the ground. As this stone is struck, it yanks upon a string. This string <laughs> pulls aside a stick 
that is holding up what appears to be a large mm -hmm. boulder that had been propped against one wall off mm -hmm. to the side. The boulder falls down, splashing into a puddle, which puts out a candle. Mm -hmm. The candle itself going out seems to agitate a small wombat in a cage that had okay. been put there, wombat-looking creature, that begins to thrash around in anxiety, knocking the cage over and causing a cascading effect of various stones that tumble down, knock into one far board. Can I see that it, where it's going? You're looking at it as it's moving around the side Can I try here. to, like, stop it before it hits the end of the chain? Uh, I will say roll a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> That's a 15. A 15. As you uh, begin to run down as quickly as you can towards it, the cascade of stones runs into a board which falls over and triggers a catapult, launching what appear to be large severed spider limbs towards you out of the darkness of the cave. Fortunately, being a dexterous individual, you manage to duck out of the way of this clattering series of appendages that tumble to the ground right where you're standing. As you're rushing towards it, you see a large fire <laughs> appear in the darkness, and a figure emerges, shrouded in a cloak, large tendrils hanging from his face, and... <laughs> You see... Is, he, uh, is, is that going to be a... Uh, <laughs> intimidation? Let's make that an intimidation <laughs> check. <laughs> Alright. That's versus... Uh, what is that? Versus whiz? Go ahead and make a wisdom saving throw in that case. Okay. <laughs> um, Twelve. Okay. Oh, that's five. <laughs> <laughs> So, the vision of this creature appearing out of the darkness immediately takes you back to that period of time in your history there, and you duck backward, drawing your weapon as this creature, menacing in its form and stature, begins to proceed <laughs> towards you. And, uh, why don't you go ahead and, uh, describe your character here, Roberto? Uh... This is a Goliath whose names have been stripped due to his failure to uh, properly dispatch a similar creature once before. Um, his life has been difficult since leaving the tribe. Um, with his names stripped and his uh, only possessions being basically a, a old raggedy sword and a buckler, um, he's been making his way across the world um, so far, only getting about a few dozen miles south um, of the mountainous region that he calls home. Um, and uh, he's been looking for redemption. Uh, Goliath always wants to uh, do better. Um, and nobody did not do better. <laughs> All right. And what does uh, nobody look like? Uh, looks like a typical Goliath for the most part. Uh, large, heavy set, uh, shoulders. Um, but his head is a little bit small for his body, uh, a little bit gaunt. Uh, the rest of his body is very muscular and whatnot, but his, his face is just sort of like um, a little long for his face, uh, for his uh, ratio, his proportions. Um, wearing some pretty typical chainmail. Um, as most Goliath, he's got the little, uh, little nodules of, of bony stuff all along his skin. Um, he also has these uh, 
tattoos that uh, could be tattoos, but all Goliath have these patterns running along their bodies, sort of vertical striping, um, typically in some sort of runic, sort of jagged pattern. However, his, uh, due to his encounter with a uh, uh, an Illithid-ish character, um, have become a little bit wobbly. Um, so he's a little he's a little wigglier than most um, than most Goliath would be. Mm. All right, a wiggly boy. So this is what you see as you emerge from your hiding place, Nolan. You were pretty aware something was coming down to, into your cavern based on the scraping sound of metal against the wall, and you quickly took shelter against the backside of the cavern here, relying on your traps and intimidation to hopefully deal with whatever new threat was approaching you. However, you see a figure that does not look altogether like what you have come to expect from your time down in these caverns. The... Ooh, it's creepy. So you see this large figure uh, emerging out of, kind of silhouetted against the light coming down from the ravine in the other, other cavern there. And they seem to be clad in chain mail and uh, holding a large weapon there. What do you do? Uh, well... <laughs> uh, I'm frozen in uh, just watching. Okay. Can I tell he was like shook by it at all? Or? It looks like you definitely startled him. Coming out of the darkness there, he immediately drew a weapon and kind of sh shrunk back a little bit in this kind of defensive posture there. Right. So it looks like he's at least wary, if not a little bit frightened. I'm slowly backing away. All right. Okay. Uh, well, I get a little closer to the fire that uh, spawned on the ground, and uh, as I do, uh, you start to notice that the things that looked pretty scary and intimidating at first really aren't in good lighting, and, uh, and up comes this uh, actually kind of uh, shorter um, guy, certainly shorter than you, mm. in a uh, dark brown duster and a crossbow, and pulls off his hat after realizing that you're not something that's necessarily trying to kill him. Mm. <laughs> Pulls off his hat and he's got a, uh, what looks to be a plague doctor mask that has uh, leather tassels and stuff strewn off of the beak area. And, <laughs> and he pulls that down and it's hanging down and it's uh, strapped onto the chest piece, which is this uh, burgundy leather strap, uh, or strapping area with, uh, with studs and stuff in it. Nice. And he, he puts that down and this incredibly handsome half-elven face uh, <laughs> with, with dark hair and, uh, and eyes like dreams <laughs> <laughs> pops out of the mask and says, Oh, geez, mate, I... I, I nearly shot you. Sorry. Uh, uh, how you going? It was a mask. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, yeah. I. Uh, I have this mask here. It's. Uh, it, it keeps me from getting acids and stuff splashed on me when I'm working on. Uh, working on stuff. Uh, <laughs> hi. Uh, it's been a long time since I've actually seen anyone. Um, whew. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I just throw my shield on the ground. It kind of clatters as, as the shield hits the ground and it kind of uh. echoes down into the passages behind. You can see that this is not the only way, this is not the, the, the way you came in is not the only way out of this cavern. There are a couple other passages, much smaller, but seemingly moving out about two other directions into the darkness below. 
All right. Uh, what are you doing here? Well, it's a, it's, it's a bit of a funny story, actually. Uh, so I was, uh, well, it's, it's actually not that funny. Uh, it's actually kind of sad. But you might find it funny. Let me tell you anyways. Uh, so so a uh, long time ago, I was actually uh, out uh, selling some potions out by uh, a Kerrig and, uh, uh, well, I, I was kind of, chased away from town. I don't really want to talk about that, but... Carrig. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so I was, I was chased away and then I, uh, I was kind of fell into a crack in the earth here and I haven't been able to get back out. Been down here for some time, not quite sure exactly how long. Uh, you're the first person I've seen that hasn't tried to kill, you, kill me on sight. Actually, you know what? You did try and kill me on sight. Apologies. I mean, it kind of looks that way anyways. Uh, that's a, that's a nice shield, and I, I scurry up and I grab the shield and I check out the material. <laughs> what is your shield made of? Uh, it's a pretty simple, uh, common shield, uh, this is a buckler with, um, some engravings on it, a little geometric, sort of, uh, probably like a Greek, sort of, geometric pattern on it. Wrong. Why Greek? I don't know. That's just sort of what it looks like. Okay. Um, it's well constructed, mate. It is built to last. <clears throat> Still working on the uh, accent. I'm what? not really sure which direction I want to go with it. Um, <laughs> That's okay. It can, why, it can evolve. Why did you build that mask? Uh, well, to be perfectly honest, uh, I, I don't really know. Uh, so I fell down here and pretty much everything I interacted with tried to kill me. So I just thought I'd dress myself up as scary as I could possibly think. So I put some tentacles on my face and it seems to do the trick. Uh, it scared you, didn't it? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> Bloody scary. I knew it. I knew it. Our, um, our illithids common knowledge, would I be... Would my interest be piqued that he even knows how to mimic this creature? Illithids are... <clears throat> Illithids are kind of spoken, of spoken of in legend, kind of more scary stories. Mm -hmm. They're not, especially where you're coming from, terribly commonly discussed or matters of academic intrigue for most people in the northern mountains and whatnot. However, most people have heard the descriptions of strange tentacle-faced creatures deep below the mountains that, if they catch you, will suck your brains right out of your face. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't really know why I did it, uh, but it seems to do the trick. Ah, there's lots of spider creatures. Well, actually, you can, uh, if you look around, you can see all the kinds of creatures I've interacted with here. Uh, I can kill all of them myself, but uh, plenty of scraps down here. I think there's... Lots of angry things. So Fascinating. Taking, so taking a look around, you can see an absolute menagerie of various femurs, limbs, some wings have been stapled up against the wall. Strange kind of tentacles have been draped down in kind of a like a beaded curtain fashion at various points and whatnot. Uh, it seems to be that no part was off limits for uh, this manic inventor, as he has basically used whatever has been available to him down here to construct some kind of semblance of a... Uh, headquarters. Yeah, actually, I think I got the perfect thing here. Uh, let's uh, yeah, right on that poly over there. You you see the uh, you see the barn sticking out? Yes. Yeah. Could you grab me that? Will it do something? 
Uh, not that one, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I smack it to break the bone and get the get the uh, point on it. Okay. And then um, I run over to like some of my rummage piles, like the the ram random like piles of scraps and stuff, and I find like a. Um, it, it, amongst the scraps, I've got like this half-broken vial with some liquid in it, and it's got some like cloth kind of draped and stuffed into it. Um, and uh, and I'm like, yeah, I think oh, I think I've got enough. And um, and I take that vial and I, I take the bone and uh, 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 kind of grind down on it a little bit somewhere um, to uh, to get it flush. And then I take the liquid, which uh, is some homemade uh, uh, hide adhesive, glue adhesive, and I stick the bone spike onto the front of his spear. Or uh, on the front of his shield, rather. Oh, yeah, what do you think of that? Your shield now has a bone spike on the, on the center of it. The balance is different. Well, we can fix that too. And I run over to another point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have you go ahead and make a tinkering check at this point. <laughs> All right. Um, and this I is gonna be Tinker's Tools. All right, so that's uh, proficiency and... Uh, I think I think I'm I'm fairly sure I'm. Uh, We're gonna make this a dexterity-based tinkering check, as this isn't really so much a highly sophisticated build, so much as it is a matter of getting the getting it precisely balanced, being precise with the motions here. Okay, cool. So let's do. I want to roll that die. That die was not happy. Let's try this one. That's worse. <laughs> uh, so that's gonna be five, and then. I think it's intelligence on Tinkerer's tools, is it? Uh, for this one, we're making it dexterity-based. Dexterity, based. okay, mm -hmm. right, yeah, you, you said that. Um, so, that's gonna be uh, eight. <laughs> that's gonna be eight. So, as you're kind of messing around with it, trying to get the uh, spike dug in, get, trying to get the spike adhered to the front of the shield while simultaneously not messing up the balance of it, you kind of rummage around and pull out several various hides and pelts. Honestly, you're not thinking too hard about aesthetics. Uh, however, you just start plastering stuff to the shield in various ways to equalize the balance. It kind of keeps getting heavier and heavier, like when you're not quite seasoning a dish right, you keep adding more pepper and more salt to try and hit it right. Still, eventually, you hand it back to nobody. Nobody, you're looking at what is ostensibly a Lady Gaga shield here. Uh, there are various bones, pelts, stones, and a and other detritus that have been adhered to your shield with this large bone spike coming out the front. It's heavy, mm. but appears to be balanced. Mm. <laughs> um, mm. Better. Well, if you don't like it, I, I think I've got some solution to get that glue off there. Hmm. I mean, I'll... At this yes. point, at this point, you hear a rattling in the upper corner of the cavern where you have slung up some time ago various chimes out of discarded bones of the creatures that you found down here. You know that this is tied to a small tripwire that you'd set up further down in the sort of southwestern passage there and it indicates that there is something coming up towards your encampment uh, from there. Alright, um, what's that noise? Something's coming. Can you tell what? Ah, uh, no, it's just, uh, just chimes. Ah, uh, here, come on this way, this way. 
and I, I take him to uh, my usual spot to uh, defend slash hide. Is it the little cubby? Um, well, I mean, I, I have a couple kind of around, but uh, yeah, so uh, whichever one's going to make the most sense based on where that chime's at. Okay. okay. I go with him. So you move up towards kind of the northern part of the encampment there, moving not necessarily towards your tent, but kind of off to the side of it, crouching behind several crates and barrels that you have put together out of various pieces of wood that have fallen down since then. You crouch down, and I want you both to go ahead and roll stealth checks for me, please. is a seven. Seven. Yeah. Okay. Mine is an eight. <laughs> okay. So as you're both crouching down behind these barrels, it's, you're both not really used to having company. And so you both kind of take, try and take the optimal spot to conceal your presence at the same time and start running into each other. Um, you know, it's your cave, but also you're trying to like hide from these things and be not dead. So. Shove off my. Find a different spot. <laughs> it's my cubby. It's my cave. And after a little, after a short period of time, you can see a couple of figures emerging out from that southwestern passage. Go and roll perception checks really quick. Huh? <laughs> I'm doing terrible. <laughs> this is uh, great. This is great. Wow. Um, yeah, three for me. Seven. Three. <laughs> This is going well. Okay. Yeah, this is fine. This is fine. I gotta figure out which dice I'm using. All right. So you see, as two large rats appear from one from that southwestern passage, one of them appears to be fully covered in fur. The other appears to be decomposing. Various bones are sticking out from it at various points, and it does not seem to be entirely alive, though still animate and moving about. This kind of skeletal fashion there. Are we talking size large or just relatively large for rats? Large, like a giant rat, basically. Okay. Yeah, they're not un, they're not un, they're not unheard of for you, especially not for you. Mm. Giant rats are very common under dark creatures and what's not. Mm. However, these they are gotcha. notoriously dangerous, especially in groups. So uh, this is not necessarily something you kind of are trying to hunker down and hide. However, as you are again both trying to occupy the same space. Uh, nobody kind of shoves in and accidentally gets shoved backwards and clangs against the wall there. The rat's eyes move down and look towards you. And I'm going to need you both to roll initiative for me. <laughs> okay. What do you think, mate? You want to hoof it? You want to fight? They will be easily dispatched. Alright, you gotta put this together here real quick for me. Give me one second. As you're rolling on in. Incidentally, Garrett, who we're gonna be getting on a session zero here in just a second, constructed these awesome tiles. Let's see if this these ones are not the same kind. They have these great magnets in there, they hook together and whatnot. Yeah, they're so awesome. So we're gonna be busting these out today and trying uh, our hand at something a little fancy. Okay. 
Okay, right now this is your kind of tent over here. You've got a couple of rocks and stones around in here as well, as well as a couple of various kind of crates, bookshelves and boxes and whatnot. Everything is kind of haphazard at this point. And you are hiding back here. Can I get your minis real quick? It's unpainted, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> you know, we will get there. It's session zero. Your character still needs to be fleshed out, literally and metaphorically. Okay, we've got these guys coming in over here. At this point, they are standing right here, looking at your direction. All right, so uh, 25 to 20. 20 to 15. 15 to 10? 11. 11, <laughs> okay. Hold on, what's my, what's my actual bonus on this? Uh, 12. 12? Yeah. Okay, good. Alrighty. Okay. And now to bust out some Sirenscape goodness. <laughs> I just found out that, well, Roberto just told me that you're able to actually make playlists off of these or kind of scene profiles. And that pretty well blew my mind. I'm currently rolling through each individual sound set, which is amazing in its diversity, but also a little overwhelming. Uh... Okay. Okay, so, first up is gonna be Desmond. Alright. Um... Okay, so I am... You said that they're kind of like... Uh, you said the flesh is falling off him or something? I mean, one of them looks to be vaguely undead, kind of skeletal. The other one appears to be uh, befleshed, okay. um, at least alive, though maybe, you know, just an early decomposition phase or whatnot. All right. Uh, then I will, uh, I'm probably used to seeing rats and stuff, so I'll just uh, shuffle up to the to the um, boulder there and try and get a little bit of cover. Kind of moving up to here? Yeah, that one. And I'll be kind like of popping around the corner to uh, shoot the fleshy one. Okay, go ahead and roll the hit. Um, yeah, that's gonna be 10. Unfortunately, that will not hit as your arrow, as your bolt just barely uh, cruises by over the creature's shoulder there. All right, uh, then I will, um, I think that's all I've got. Um, I'll, I'll kind of tuck a little bit uh, back behind the um, boulder again to kind of, you know, cut off line of sight some. Okay, sounds good. You're kind of in partial cover at this point. That brings us to nobody. I'll be moving up uh, awkwardly through the difficult terrain. Okay, <laughs> so seems. where are you thinking about going? Like um, up, just up front? Covering uh, my newfound ally. <laughs> uh, Question mark. Staying in between him and the, uh... 20, 25, 30? Yeah, sounds perfect. Okay. Alright, anything else for your turn there? Bonus action, action. Um... Action, ready, a strike against anything that gets in range. Okay, sounds good. probably rats. Alright, nobody pulls his sword back and braces himself for coming conflict there. Sounds good. Okay, sounds good. Okay, and that brings us to uh, this. 
this boy, um, he's gonna come running right up here, 5, 15, 20, 25, and he comes in range, so go ahead and take your swipe. All right. That is a 23 to hit. That'll definitely hit, <laughs> holy moly, all right. Very nice, um, that's going to be D8 slashing. Ooh, nice. All right. Uh, nine slashing damage. Nine slashing damage as you bring your greatsword down and slam into the screech. So you can feel bones and ribs crack under the impact as it kind of hunkers down on the ground and comes back. Cool. Okay. All right. That brings us to the second rat's turn here. It's also, actually, no, that's now it's going to take its attack at you. Yeah. Yeah. So, it is going to go ahead and go in for a bite attack. Alright, and unfortunately that is going to miss for it. Well, unfortunately for me, not for you. So, That's great for me, I like uh, it. You easily parry it aside, surprised at the amount of extra cushioning that your now fluffy shield has, as it, as it easily repels the creature's attack. This one also is going to come in over here. and is going to come in for an attack as well. However, this one has pack tactics now because there are two rats in uh, battle with you. So, we'll gonna go ahead and roll at advantage. Wow, oh, it was so close to a 19. Okay, that decided to be a one. So, that is only gonna be a 13 to hit you. That so, once again, this rat is just repulsed by your, repelled by your, your powerful bulwark there. Repulsed is okay, I haven't taken a shower in months. <laughs> That is fair. You've got that that unique Goliath odor. Mm. So that brings us back around to Desmond. All right. Um, I will uh, uh, have trouble viewing over the top of this giant man standing in front of me, <laughs> and uh, and just kind of like peek around, like under the under the elbows and stuff, like see what's going on. And we're like, right there he is, and then uh, poof, pop a bonfire underneath the. Uh, <laughs> The one right underneath him, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, right, right there. there. <laughs> okay, sounds good. We're gonna make this, uh... We're gonna make this orange boy our bonfire. So which one, where is it going again? Yeah, Underneath one this there. one? Yep. Okay, so it's, he's kind of standing on it there. Can it occupy the same space as a creature? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so he has to make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> at the beginning of his turn or immediately? Right now. Yeah. Right now, okay. That's okay, rats are so good at dexterity. Uh, what's the save DC? 14. Okay, uh, he does not make it, so go ahead and roll damage. Okay, uh, D8. Very good. Four fire damage. Four points of fire damage as you smell burning hair begin to fill this cavern with kind of billowing smoke as this creature starts to sizzle in the intense blaze. Um, okay, anything else for your turn there, Desmond? Um, I will... I'm gonna I'm gonna drop to my knee and do an action tumble underneath the table and sit there. An action tumble. So you're currently crouched underneath the table here. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna put you like on your face here, like that. Just yeah. slide you under there. It's great. You're looking. <laughs> kind of do a barrel roll sideways. Yeah. Uh, you feel very secure underneath this table at eye level with the rats. So, uh, that will be your turn, bringing us back to nobody. All right, uh, I'm gonna wreck it. Uh, uh, wreck it? I'll go for the, uh, the one that's closer to uh, this elf. <laughs> this elf, okay, the skeleton one there. 
We are. Okay, go ahead and roll the hit. Alright. Looking like a seven. A seven. Alright, unfortunately that will not hit as it kind of scuttles to the side out of reach of your attack there. Um, can I offhand bash it with my shield? Uh, unfortunately, no, unless you have a feat for that. Yeah, shields are not offhand weapons. It's got a spear attached I to it now. I know. <laughs> so if you, decide to, uh, if you decide to use that as your action, we can talk about that. Sure. But, uh, it's just the world's most awkward dagger. It's, <laughs> it's fine. That it's gives fine. you plus two armor class. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally legit. Stick a it's piece a of really bone on it. It's now dagger. plus two shield. It's great. All right. <laughs> so uh, that will end nobody's turn. And so as you're kind of crouched underneath the table here preparing your attack, a, another form appears behind you wielding a stone club, apparently had been skirting around in the shadows of the cave as uh, what you would know to be a Grimlock appears behind you. It's got this strange kind of like hunched form. A, its eyes are completely blind, kind of sealed over by flesh, grayish skin that makes it hard to see against the stone, wielding a spiked club that it swings underneath the table towards you. All right. This is a surprise attack. So it's gonna be at advantage. That is gonna be a 22 to hit. That'll hit. Okay, so that is going to be this much. Uh, you take seven points of bludgeoning damage. Ouch. Plus another two points of piercing damage for a total okay. of nine. All right. All right. Uh, the creature kind of pulls back and readies another attack. The not literally readies it, just pulls back ready to looks looks like ready to take his next round. Um, that'll end his turn, bring us to the skeletal rat, which is gonna come back in at Snowbody. Yeah, right. Okay, at advantage is gonna be 15, is not gonna hit. Not quite. Second rat is gonna take its turn and also swing at nobody. Oh, that's gonna be a 23 to hit. That'll hit. Okay. So that brings us Okay, four points of piercing damage to you, nobody, as this rat sinks its teeth into the calf of your leg there. All right, that brings us to Desmond. Okay, I did maintain concentration on the bonfire, by the way. Oh, excellent. Oh, actually, this guy, speaking of which, is going to move off the bonfire, because obviously <laughs> he's going to do that. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I guess with... Um, <laughs> now that I see that guy there, I'm gonna go. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to cast sanctuary on myself. Oh, geez. Sanctuary. Sanctuary. And then I will. Uh, um, how's that? That's a bonus action. I'll take the dodge action. Okay, taking the dodge action. As you're crouched under the table, you kind of. Oh, I'm um, so screwed. <laughs> it's a little cramp. It's a little cramped in there for evasive movement, but you have got yourself positioned in a way that you can uh, evade an incoming attack. Hopefully, so that brings us to nobody. All right. Um, how are these rats in front of me looking? They both look pretty rough at this point. The Skeletal rat definitely looks like it's taken more of a hit from your intense swing earlier. The more alive-looking rat definitely looks also damaged, but not quite as bad as the first one. Okay. Uh, I'll hit the skeletal rat one more time. Okay. Or attempt to, at least. Go ahead and roll to hit. That's going to be a 15. That'll hit. Roll damage. Yay. 
Oof, very good. Another nine points of slashing. Nine points of slashing is enough to crunch this rat into a pile of bones to be added to Desmond's collection. Very good. All right. It is now basically reduced to rubble. And anything uh, else for your turn there? Uh, I'm going to go around where it used to be and get onto the other side of the bonfire. Uh, like this? So you're kind of going <laughs> 5, 10, 15, 20, like uh -huh. this? Okay. And just hang out there. Um, I believe that provokes an attack of opportunity, unless it already used its uh, uh It did not. So it's going to go ahead and take its attack of opportunity, which is just going to be an 11, so you're good. Nice. Dink. All right. No problem at all. You get out of range there and take cover on the other side of the fire. That brings us to uh, the Grimlock, which is going to take another swing at Desmond. Is it? Sanctuary. That's what this wisdom saving throw was for. Right. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, wisdom save is 14, you said? 14, yeah. 14. It is. It brings its staff in. Uh, and it's going to decide not to do that. And it's going to leave and run towards nobody. Three, four, five, six is going to stop there. And Excellent. it consumed its action from trying to hit you. So that is <laughs> going to be its turn. So that brings us to the that guy who's dead and the rat over here who is also going to rush in towards the uh, far down Desmond there and make its wisdom saving throw of natural 20. Ah. So that one is going to work. However, it's going to roll at disadvantage. Oh. Uh, those are two nineteen. Oh hit. boy. Okay. I am down. Oh man. Okay. Yeah, that's gonna be four points of piercing damage. As this one digs in, you go unconscious mm. uh, below there, and that will end its mm. turn. So that brings us to Desmond. Go ahead and roll a, a death saving throw. Mm -hmm. That's a fail. Okay. Go ahead and mark off one failed death save. Brings us to nobody. Okay. How are we going to pull this one off? Um, so he's downed. He doesn't have concentration anymore. Yes. Sanctuary's off. So the fire um, does vanish at this point. Okay. Oh, yeah. The fire oh, would have vanished, vanished with sanctuary. earlier. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. Because concentration. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to bum rush this. Do we have stats for a spiked shield? Is that a thing? Um, you know, we're going to say it's 1d4 damage if you try to hit, decide to hit with it. Okay. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna bum rush the rat with a uh, slash attack. Okay, boom. I assume you're kind of coming down over here. Uh, yep, yeah, roughly. Okay, right. go ahead and roll to hit. That's gonna be a 13. That'll hit. Roll damage. Another nine slashing damage. I've just been rolling straight sixes. On wow, this. very nice. So once more, you managed to cleave this rat in half. Yes. This one being less skeletal is uh, much more juicy upon its death, and mm. you see gore begin to explode out from it. Good. It is a uh, messy scene, to be sure, and you see uh, Desmond's unconscious form underneath the table there. Okay. Uh, can I uh, drag somebody as a bonus action, or does that have to be a full action? Uh, we'll say that it is, you can drag somebody at half movement. Okay. Um, I begin dragging him towards one of the exits of the cave. Okay, uh, which one? One, two, or three? Three, three. I think, is going to make the most sense. Okay, so you kind of pull him out, and you've moved one, two, uh, one, two at this point. So you can move him a total of uh, 20 feet, so two squares. Okay. 
so you get him over to about here. All right, you start to drag him along, very good. Uh, that brings us to the Grimlock, who is going to char, where'd he go? Over okay. here. And uh, that's kind of, wow, that's kind of tricky for him. Five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. And he is going to go ahead and take the uh, dodge action. Okay. All right, that ends his turn, bringing us back to Desmond. Go ahead and roll another death saving throw. That's bad. No. All right, that's one success, one failure. Very good. You feel yourself kind of floating in this mm, dark space. It's not the first time you've been brought to this point, to this this near, this close to death. You have had several encounters down in the Underdark that have tested you and very nearly killed you, especially taking a little bit of poison and disease over time, and you're familiar with this kind of strange in-between sense of weightlessness, this kind of cold, seeping darkness that you float in at this point. However, it does not change the overwhelming anxiety and terror you have of the uncertainty whether you're going to rise up or fall down. Mm. That brings us to nobody. Uh, sizing up this thing, have I have I ever seen anything like it before? The little you creature? have not at this. Well, okay. Let's have you roll a nature check for this. Okay. Um. Fourteen. Fourteen. You know, you've heard of strange kind of warped humanoid beings down in the underdark before. They are all unsavory, generally speaking. Creatures twisted by the dark, but you're not really sure which one this may fall under, what kind of being this is. It looks kind of vaguely goblinoid, but with, uh, even by goblin standards, ugly. Mm. Um, all right, I'm gonna keep dragging uh, my newfound friend here. Okay. Towards the exit, That's as far good. as I can. Five, 15. Zoop. And, uh... Hmm. I kind of want to be in between him and the creature, but... Uh, well, so say you can drag him five feet and then get in between uh, the two of you. In which do. case... That'll be the way it is, I think. The way it is? Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, that brings us back to the Grimlock. Who's going to charge forward um, 5, 15, 20, 30, coming around, is going to go for nobody once more. Mm. Uh, bringing his spiked club down for a four, 16 to hit? Mm -hmm. Nope. All right, so once more, you easily parry it aside, this time with your sword. Uh, and that brings us to Desmond's turn once more. Go ahead and roll a death saving throw. Fail. Oh okay, that's two death okay. saves. Okay, two mm. failed. That uh, brings us to nobody. <laughs> Do I have anything on me? Uh, we didn't necessarily discuss starting equipment. So we're going to say at this point you have kind of a basic adventurer's kit. You have enough on you to do a first aid check if you'd like to try that to okay. stabilize. Um, seeing how easily I can parry this thing, I'm going to just put my shield up and sort of look over. Uh, see if I can do anything to patch up. Wounds. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so medicine check? Yep. Okay. That's a four. A four. 
Unfortunately, that is not going to be enough as you attempt to stanch the wounds from the heavy bludgeoning damage that Desmond's taken there. Uh, you're uh, unable to stabilize him at this point. So, okay. that is going to bring us to the Grimlock, who's once again going to attack you for a for nine. So, <laughs> once more, no problem, just bonking him off of there. Full tank status. Uh, that'll bring us to Desmond. That's pass. <laughs> okay, so you feel yourself dip down deeper into the darkness. You begin to see this kind of octagonal room appear before you um, with what appears to be just glimpses of light around. However, you resist and pull yourself back up into the darkness below and wheel yourself upwards. Okay, that brings us back to nobody. Oh boy. Ah, jeez. Gonna do another medicine check if I can. Okay. Um, try to stabilize him. <laughs> it's a five. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, at this point, you are quickly realizing that it's hard to focus on performing first aid while something is actively attempting to hit you with a spiked club. So, uh, this also does not work. Bring us to the Grimlock, who's going to hit you again. Uh, that one is going to be a uh, 18, which just... <laughs> right, you have 19 <laughs> armor class. <laughs> <laughs> This is gonna be great. I'm so excited. Bounces off my elbow. Fun, fun. There's a little stone nodule on the end of my elbow. <laughs> One little of nugget here. of bone there. Uh, brings us to Des. Uh, that brings us to Noba. Just see Grimlock, Desmond. Yeah. Oh, so. Okay. Moment um, of truth. Yeah. Go ahead and roll it. It's a fail. No way. It's a fail. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I probably would have died to the. Rats. <laughs> well, uh, unfortunately, Desmond, you feel yourself tumble down into this strange kind of room. It, you smell sea air kind of billowing through it. As you descend down into what appears to be this kind of cathedral-looking structure, you look around and you're standing on the edge of an ocean. You look out across this sea, there's mist billowing across it and this kind of salty air blowing through this open air. Uh, I suppose it'd be more like a pavilion. But looking about this kind of coastal area, you see a figure approaching, standing on the deck of a boat. As he comes forward, he has a long sword in hand that seems to sort of uh, billow this strange kind of warping energy. And he steps off the boat and begins to walk towards you. Step by step, this robe kind of billowing behind him. He has a oar in one hand, which he uses as sort of a cane as he walks. And you can see as he approaches, this hood dropped down and a long graying beard moving down across his face and his hair tied back in a short bun there. And he steps up to the pavilion, looks at you. <sighs> Fun to see one of you here so soon. Oh, yeah, you got it. Yeah, you did. But you're not done. Done with what? <laughs> you get one freebie here, my friend. Not exactly sure where here is. Uh, my name's Desmond. Hi. He kind of looks down at the... He looks down at the hand extended to you. Looks up at you. Hi. You've got some work yet to do, my friend. 
and he reaches out, grips your hand, and you feel this kind of icy sensation dig in through your hands, moving up your veins into your body. You feel your entire form just tremble, tremble, tremble that one, and shake as this kind of intense cold sensation moves throughout your form. And you feel yourself kind of shiver until suddenly you feel yourself re-enter your body in this kind of very uh, abrupt and sickening sense as you feel almost like the slime coating moving across your form dripping down into the body into the floor below you it you're you can't move you're currently paralyzed but you feel that breath has returned to your form and the terrible injuries that you have incurred have at least been non-mortal at this point uh, however, all you can do at this point is stare upwards at the form of your ally there, unable to move or indicate that you have returned to consciousness. Hmm. And that is going to end your turn, bringing us to nobody. All right, I'm going to slash it. Slash it. That's a 21 to hit. That'll hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Five slashing. Okay, uh, five slashing. Okay, uh, you carve your sword down across it. It kind of like trembles and keeps coming at you. It's going to go ahead and roll to hit. Uh, that's going to be a 22. That'll hit. Okay. I would like to use Stone's Endurance as stones. soon as the damage comes through. Okay, sounds good. Um, you're going to go ahead and take five points of, uh, three points of bludgeoning damage followed by two points of piercing damage. Okay, uh, Stone's Endurance applies to all the damage from the attack or just one of the damage types? Or? It's going to be all of the damage from the attack for this one. All right, so I reduce it all by five. <laughs> okay. So I take no damage, I think. So as this, uh, as this weapon slams in, you kind of brace yourself, feel this deep, powerful force of the mountain that you've grown up upon kind of uh, fortify you against the blow as you tense and absorb the impact from the shot. Nice. Okay, that brings us to Desmond. Desmond, I want you to go ahead and roll one death saving throw. However, this isn't really like a death saving throw. This is going to be more about whether you can return yourself to... Uh, coherence. Alright. It's 19. Okay, so as you're kind of breathing, you see this creature <gasps> breath kind of returns to you and you feel your limbs start to be able to move again. Uh, this kind of icy cold beginning to leave them. And uh, that'll be your turn. However, you are now capable of taking actions again next turn. At 1 HP? At 1 HP. Yep. Nice. Alright. Okay, that brings us to nobody. Nice. Uh, same plan. It's in front of me. I think, I think he's toast. Okay, yeah, he basically looks dead at this point. I've although, uh, sort of given up on yeah. medicine checks, and now I'm just wailing on this thing. That makes sense. Okay. Ooh, jeez. There we are. That's going to be a 18 to hit. That'll hit. Roll damage. All right. Uh, eight slashing damage. Eight slashing damage. Okay. Uh, it looks bad at this point. You've carved across its center there. <laughs> As you can see, uh, various entrails beginning to tumble out of its abdomen. All right. Um, and Successful. That'll, yep, yep. Uh, that brings us to the Grimlock, who's going to take another shot at you there. Uh, with a 14 to hit, will not hit. Brings us to Desmond. Desmond, you are now conscious and able to take an action if you're so inclined. However, you are prone. All right. Um, have I noticed that uh, how many targets are still around? Are both the... Both the um... 
the rats, the rats are, are dead. The rats are both dead. You see the you see the Grimlock currently wailing on your newfound companion. Okay. Well, with uh, without giving any sort of telegraph or anything, I uh, uh, instantly tumble back towards the rock and shoot my crossbow. Okay. <laughs> you take a tumble, you pull a vein, and fire away. Oh. Uh, that was cocked in the corner, though. It was a three, but it was cocked in the corner. That's a four, though, so... Oh, okay. Much better. Unfortunately, still will not hit as the bolt... You're still a little, like, numb. Your hands are trembling, and the bolt flies off. Crossbow bolt just yeah. flies out from behind me. Nobody, you are up. Uh, that's not distracting at all. I will totally stay focused on uh, yep. stabbing this thing. Well, slashing at it. And uh, that's an 11 to hit. That is an 11. That unfortunately will not hit on it. All right. As it maybe kind it of carries aside the blade. <laughs> you're a little distracted, maybe. You're like, that guy was dead. Oh, was crap. Bad. That's right. And bring your sword around. Um, it's going to go ahead and take another swipe at you. Uh, that is going to be a 19 plus 3 is going to be a 12. Okay. Okay. 19 plus 3? Yeah. That's. <clears throat> Or uh, 22, sorry. Okay. You know, whatever ends in two, one okay. or two. What's the difference between a 12 and a 22? So hit. Yeah, okay, so um, that is going to be a four four points of damage total. Uh, two, three, three smashing, bludgeoning, uh, one piercing. Okay. Okay, and that brings us back around to Desmond. All right. I will... Uh... Shoot at. I'm not like looking too crossbow. hot. Okay, you're looking pretty rough at this point. It's 21 to hit. That'll hit. Yay. Go ahead and roll damage. About time I freaking hit something. <laughs> um, Alright, so that's a D8. So, seven piercing. Whoa. Damage. Okay, give me a kill cam on this guy. Nice. Alright. <laughs> so, I, I've been shooting with this thing and it's been missing every time, so I, uh, I, uh, I take a look at, uh, I hold it up for a second. I take a look and I realize that like something weird is happening with the trigger and I'm messing with it and, boom, and it shoots and <laughs> shoots him straight to the head. <laughs> so I kind of realize that something is off with the crossbow. Uh, Desmond is fiddling with it. It kind of like points it at the ground a little bit actually as he's going and he kind of says, oh right. He yanks that. The bolt hits the ground, ricochets upward and boom. <laughs> Right through the center of the creature's, the creature's head. As it's going in for a swipe at tor uh, towards nobody, it goes... <laughs> and collapses onto the ground on its side there. Uh, club tumbling out of its lifeless clutches. Um... Boy. <laughs> I turn around. I'm over here, like, smacking this thing, <laughs> not even realizing what the heck happened. <laughs> You're alive. Uh... Oh, yeah, right, uh, right, uh... How? Well, I don't quite know. I, I've actually, uh... lost a lot of blood since I've been down here in general, uh, and... I, I always seem to wake back up. I'm not quite sure what that's all about, but, uh... Yeah. I mean, as, as long as I take care of the thing that attacked me in the first place, sometimes I go down afterwards, uh, just kind of, you know, lose track of things and fall asleep, and I'll have some interesting dreams. There was this one time that I was, uh, 
that, that I was actually like standing out on a lake, and I mean standing. I had my boots on and everything, but, uh, but I was actually out there standing, and I had a fishing rod, but it didn't have fishing tackle on it. What it actually had was a giant T-bone stake. So I was throwing this thing out there, and, uh, and what it was is the body of a fish, but it actually had the head of a bear, and, uh, and it was flying up out of the water trying to catch this T-bone stake that I was flipping up, up across the lake that way. Uh, that's kind of funny. Uh, you have strange gods. Well, I don't know anything about gods, but uh, there's a fun dream. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> you now stand heavily injured amid the, the carnage of what you have uh, created. The creature, the, the Grimlock, lies before you now. Uh, several of the other rats now kind of strewn into various parts and chunks from the impacts of this great sword. Also kind of spatter the various belongings that you've assembled since being down here, Desmond. Uh, what are you going to do? Uh, really quickly, it is just a long sword. It just looks like a great sword. Oh. It is it's just a long sword. You can use it in two hands. Uh, yeah, any long sword, sure. That's true. So but, it's a little different from a great sword. It's long, great sword looking, but this guy's swole enough that a, a great sword looks like a long sword to him. All right. How the hell did you get Danny here anyway? I was looking for a creature. I suppose that was you. Well, yeah, you know, some people have called me some pretty rude things before, but you know that. Uh, it's not very nice, especially since you're new to me. I'm seeking... My name's Desmond, by the way. You don't have to call me Creature. I am seeking a creature that looks like your disguise. Ah, uh, right, right. You managed to deceive those above. Well, who, who's up there? I, I haven't been up there in some time. Seems to be... Random travelers. Random Nothing travelers. much. Well, did you leave a rope up? I mean, I'd like to get out of here. Actually, I've been kind of cozy down here for a little while, but uh, honestly, I could go for a, a bit of real food. Some it, of the stuff down here tastes a little bit weird. It was not difficult to climb down, but I can assist you. Uh, we'll go back over to where the pitons are. Okay, so the rope is still hanging up that you left, um, and something is a little bit different. As you approach, you can see that the rope has been manipulated. There appears to be something tied to the end of it, a small cloth bundle with a red ribbon is now dangling from the end of this. Uh. <laughs> is this your doing? Um, yeah, probably. Uh, oh, you can blame me if you want. I'm okay with that. I'm going to open it. If anything happens, stay back and then save me or oh, something. Uh, right, actually, do you want to... Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll wake it back up if you, uh, if you go down. Good. I'm going to uh, use second wind first. Okay. Go ahead and roll your uh, hit points restoration there. That's going to regain get your con on that. seven. All right. Get one. Seven con. points back to you. Uh, no. Or is it just a D10? One sec. Seven. Ding. 
Sorry, one more time. So you get seven points back. I do. Excellent. All right, and, and you I... go ahead and you open the pack. Mm -hmm. Inside, several things immediately kind of tumble out into your hands. One is a small gemstone, a carnelian, worth 50 gold pieces. Hmm. And a scroll also tumbles down on, into your hand. In addition, you find a you find two silver bracelets that also fall into your palm, each of which carries uh, as sort of a trinket attached to it the likeness of the Grimlock hanging from it as a sort of charm off of the bracelet. Okay. And a small note, currently that the bracelets are attached to via a small piece of thread. Okay. All right. So uh, carnelian, small note, bracelets, and what was the? So you get the you get the carnelian, one scroll, uh, which appears to be a cantrip, hmm. and a small pouch containing a note and two silver bracelets. Oh. Uh, I take a look at the note. Okay. Is it written in a language I understand? Yep. It's written in straight up common. Very good. That's nice. It's wordy. Uh hmm. can you can you handle wordy? Uh yes. There are just so many of them. <laughs> What's it say? It says Congratulations on your well here. It, you read it. Alright, I'll take a look at it. Congratulations on your victory. It was a battle hard fought, but you have proven yourselves capable of rising to even greater deeds. My master is seeking those who have found themselves displaced by destiny, those for whom the mundane has proven unattainable. You each have regrets you flee from, with potential yet unfulfilled, and my master seeks only to see you grow. To that end, you are invited to, you are invited to participate in gathering on Lake Kapol, Keppel, a Keppel, a Keppel sounds better, uh, where you shall meet those others like you, uh, who have been cast into the world like dice upon a table. Uh, be there in one week's time and your questions shall be answered. Warmest regards, uh, Frednick Summerwald. May I see it? Yeah. You know who Frederick is? Red. It's an M. Frednick? Frednick. Right, Frednick. Hmm. Sounds like a posh customer. Summerwald. Uh, do I recognize the name whatsoever? Go and roll a history check. That's in that one. You do not. Okay. <laughs> How about me? Right now? <laughs> Alright, I'll give you one as well. Yeah. With the way the dice are going, I'm probably... Yeah, this is pretty brutal today. Yeah. What, what is the check, sorry? Uh, history. History? Okay, so it's... Uh, actually, mine's pretty good there, but uh, it's six plus four, so ten. But... Unfortunately, you as well have not heard this name, uh, Frednick Summerwald. Where is this thing? Please say it to God. Like, Lake like Capel. Hmm. Well, uh... I... You got anything better going on? No. Me neither. This was it. Well, I suppose I'm not quite as scary as uh, you might have thought at first. <laughs> <laughs> I am more surprised that you lived. Yeah, me too. <laughs> 
Uh, you said that had happened before. Well, I've gone, uh, I've gone unconscious uh, when I wasn't really trying to sleep or anything before, but uh, I always seem to wake up. Well, I guess resilient enough, but um, I definitely had some struggles down here. Uh, hmm. That's not the first uh, rats I've seen, but the other guy, uh, not sure about that one. And what about the note, the package? Have you seen something like that? Uh, not in here. Hmm. Last time I saw something like that, I was um, back, back home, probably. You, you received one? Uh, well, I mean, like something done up like that, where it was uh, dressed up nice with a name, warm regards, and all that. Ah, a letter. Right. Right. Hmm. <laughs> all right. The rope hangs before you, and our, I'm assuming we're kind of climbing on up at this point? Um, yeah, now that there's a rope that goes all the way up, I'm pretty ecstatic about it, and I will, uh... <laughs> That solves well, a few problems. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. And, uh, we, we'll go up the rope and use Featherfall in case any of us has any issues, but... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't know if you want to make a roll on that one, but we're I've got gonna, Featherfall. We're gonna go ahead and say, through trial and error, <laughs> maybe a few slips and slides here and there, you do manage to make your way back up this rope onto the upper mountainside. Uh, once more, for the first time in weeks, Desmond, you feel the wind upon your face. This kind of blessed sense of cold, and it, it, it's got a sharpness to it that you have missed. Oh, it's... bloody hell, it's brewing! i put my goggle back on. <laughs> put my mask back on, latch it on. Yeah, those are... Uh... Ah, right, that's better. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> you may want to change that. What's wrong with it? People were telling stories of a, well, creature, and uh, the kind of creature that people would seek to hunt and kill, as I did. I could be that creature for them. That's what they want. You are surprisingly resilient, but I don't think you want to be hunted. I'm used to it. Hmm. Well. To each their own. If they come for you, I... Hmm. Then I must stand and fight with you. Uh, have I gotten my bearings at all? I mean, I, I know roughly where I went in. Am I close to where I... Go and roll a nature check. Okay. And um, if you'd like to assist on this... Uh... Yeah, sure. nobody, then you've probably got a slightly better idea of where you are in relation to Kerrig at this point. I know exactly where I'm at. Nat, nat one. Nat, nice. Nat yeah. 20. Nat 20. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like. That is just this session so far. <laughs> so, uh, you, <laughs> you have no idea, but upon nobody kind of giving you some idea of what's going on about the positioning of where you're at, you realize that you're a little bit east of Carrig at this point, uh, still kind of in the northern mountain range. You haven't gone far from where you first fell into uh, the lower cave system here. Um, and you realize that through all these weeks of travel and hardship that you really only traveled a few miles overall uh, from, your original, from your original entry point. And kind of coming back up and realizing that you are out, you're not at this point seemingly being chased further out of Carrig or whatnot, and you have a future ahead of you to figure out. You feel this kind of sense of perhaps not peace, but the sense of purpose fill you. 
that there is now a direction to travel in and there is something new to do awaiting you. Uh, likewise, nobody, you know, having emerged from this place, realizing that the creature that you hunted was not what you thought it would be, you are left kind of feeling this sense of uncertainty as to where to find your next challenge, your next triumph. Oh. And this note kind of weighs heavily in your mind as a possible next step to find out your uh, future journey. All right. And that is where we're going to go ahead and pick it up next time uh, for you guys with the session one coming out here. So uh, that is that's your session zero, guys. First right. session zero Woo. of the campaign of Honor here. Awesome. <laughs> Freaking pleasure, guys. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Mm. I went down. Should we, should we do it? Should we do Oh, uh, should we go? Uh, right, I, well, I think we'd be, uh, we'd be pretty rude to not, I think. I mean, we got invited, apparently. Uh, I don't know who this guy is, but I'm not one to turn down an invite, right? <laughs> it is not addressed to anyone. Perhaps it was for the creature, the other one. Well, that's an interesting thought there. But, uh... Then we will go. Then we, we might will as well. destroy them all. Well, that's good enough for and me. I, I, I don't have anything else going on. And uh, in this way, we will prove our strength. Sure, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be uh, strong or something. Right? Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, there we'll, will be none who can stand against us. I guess which direction is a, is a lake from here? I guess we need to go... Yeah, go ahead and roll a nature check. Another one? Yeah. Well, actually, given, I'm assuming you have a map on you, given your time. Uh, so we're going to say okay. you have a little bit of this world map of Onor. Um, you would know that Lake Kapal is way out in the Relgar Riverlands, which are out near Abenlok, um, sort of to the west, down towards the ocean. Okay. So the uh, so Lake Kapal's a very large lake, very far, again, towards the coast, but it's got a small town that's sort of on a peninsula going out into the lake from Bara. there. Bara. It's probably, for you, about a week's journey from where you're at. It's going to be a bit of a hike to get over there, but you'll be able to get there in time if you're interested in taking the... Is, the, is, the, is that uh, the Bara, the town? Uh, that's not going to be Bara. No, okay. that's... Because uh, I know that, that town's on a lake, but... Mm -hmm. One second here. Oops, my map is currently not... There it is. Yeah. So, one second. Oh, yeah, should we have... Open that up or something for the stream. Uh, perhaps. Are we on a? Are we on a window here? Oh. <laughs> okay. So, for a point of reference here, you guys are up around over here, mm -hmm. just east of Carrig. Uh, Lake Kapal is going to be down here outside Skiff. Oh boy. So it's a little bit of a haul over there, but it's. This is not an enormous continent. You can get there in about a week's travel here, a few hundred miles of work there. Okay. All right, cool. No, not a few hundred, more like 140, I think, something around that. Yep. I need to do some measuring. Well, cool. Well, the, yeah, I suppose we'll, we'll head that way. Yeah. It has a plan. It is decided. Excellent. <laughs> well, I will see you all in about two weeks for that then. Woohoo! Sweet. Awesome. Thank you, guys.
Awesome second, man. Yeah, so, um, so we're going to be starting up our next session zero. This one is going to be with Harry and Lucas in about 45 minutes here. So go ahead and take a break, go to the bathroom, get some lunch, what have you. We'll be starting up right around 3 o'clock for that. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to your favorite podcasts. If you can, we would greatly appreciate a subscription to our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash nat20proof. See you next week!